1: Learn more at marines.com.
3: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. The Vikings game just ended. What you think? Let's hear it. It's Vikings Vent Line. Call us at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at
1: Score North. Vent. This is Vikings Vent Line.
3: to throw it has all day. And wide open. He's got it. It's Devontae Adams. Rodgers looks the other way. And it's Jamal Williams. He's headed to the end zone. And he's in with a Packer touchdown. All
1: right. All right. Let's, let's uh, let's you know, we're just going to scrap the rest of these highlights that are on this button bar. Because yep. we have a, a limited show today in terms of time frames. So let's just get right to it. Manny Hill. I'm Phil Mackey. This is Vikings Vent Line. The lines are full right now as AJ is screening them, but as soon as someone jumps off the line, that's your ticket to get in, 651-646-8255. Vikings vet line on Score North and on the Score North mobile app, and I will just start by saying, let's give our quick thoughts, and then we'll go to the phone lines here, but Kirk Cousins was a disaster today. Awful. An absolute disaster today, and I know that the Vikings defense was putrid in the first quarter, but the Vikings defense overall, allowing only 21 points and shutting down the Packers for the entire second half, and giving Kirk Cousins and the offense a chance three or four times to take the lead or get back into this thing, yeah. you're running the ball down their throats. And I'm not even going to take issue with the interception in the end zone. Some people are going to say, why would you throw the ball? Well, I'm okay with playing off of the dominant run game to call, a, to call a passing play, but your starting quarterback can't throw that pass in that spot and get intercepted.
4: The play call wasn't bad. The, the decision to throw what he threw was abysmal. Yes. Absolutely
1: abysmal. The Vikings wind up with seven and a half yards per rush. They wind up holding the Packers to nothing offensively in the second half. And Kirk Cousins goes 13 of 31, a touchdown, two interceptions, and now has four fumbles on the season. We'll have plenty more to say, but let's mm-hmm. get to the phone lines here, Manny. Hill will 651 651-646-8255. And let's start with our guy, Chancey in Fargo. Chancey, you are on Vikings vet line. Hold on, Chancy. There we go. Go I ahead,
4: so Chancy. sick and tired. <laughs> You're up, Chancy. Chancy, ahead. go ahead, man.
5: I, I'm on. You guys can't hear me. I'm talking. We got you. Go ahead. I'm so sick and tired of Kirk Cousins. Right. So this is that was the worst throw since Brett Favre in 2009 in the NFC title game. The guy is a joke. I mean, everybody always wants to talk about he's a mid-level QB. No, he's a bottom level. He, there's 20, he's in the 20 to 30 category. You can't trust him. It was a winning effort from the rest of the team despite what seemed to be at a point where even the Fox NFL announcers are saying the Zebras are hosing the Vikings. We still have a chance to win and we have this loser. He's just a loser. He should be cut, redraft. Spielman can go right out the door with him. I'm tired of him.
1: That's Chancy and Fargo with the mic drop hang up there, too, by yeah. the way. All right. Let's just buzz through some of these here. Uh, JB in Florida. The Vikings lose 21-16 to 16 to the Packers. What are your thoughts?
6: Hey, I, mean, I can't agree with that call more than I do right now. When people show you who they are, let's just tend to believe them. All his career, Kirk Cousins has never made plays that matter when it matters the most. And so when that happens, let's just tend to believe it. The team settled down after a, a big quarter from, from Aaron Rodgers, and you respect that in his home place. But when plays were there to be made, Kirk Cousins didn't make them, and he hasn't made them. So I think the jury's still out on if he has the ability to win us games. But here's one thing I know today. He can't win us those types of games.
1: Goodbye. Yeah, he's he's never won a Monday Night Football game. And I get it. Like He's not the only one who you could nitpick today by any means. I mean, there were some... There were some things in the first half defensively to fall down 21 to nothing is not mm-hmm. ideal. But ultimately, if you go back and look at since the Minneapolis Miracle, the biggest games for the Vikings, all right? And I'm going to I'm going to take out the NFC Championship game because Kirk Cousins was not the quarterback in that game, but Sure. If you go and look at the biggest games the Vikings have played since the beginning of the Kirk Cousins era. And I'm defining big games as Primetime games, national TV games, so those afternoon national window games, and games against the Packers. Mm Because I think games against the Packers, even if it's a noon regionally covered game, those are big games. Yep. The Vikings in those 10 games are, let me see here. Let me make sure I've got this right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight losses. They're two, they're one, eight, and one in those games. One, no, something like that. Two, seven, and one. Two, two, seven, seven, and and one in those games. I mean, and Kirk Cousins is your starting quarterback. Just yeah. you know, this, this is what I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around today. The Vikings' defense overall, after the first quarter, was outstanding yes. for the better part of three hours today. It was a bad start. I get it. The running game was dominant today. Mm-hmm. The Vikings ran the ball for 198 yards and 7.5 and yards per carry. Yes, there were too many penalties. But one of these things is not like the other. And Kirk Cousins was putrid in this one. We're talking about that throw in the back of the end zone, too. Mm -hmm. Inexplicable after that drive in which you're pounding the ball down the field, down the Packers' throats. How about the interception earlier in the game where there's four defenders around, I believe it was Stefan Diggs. And open receivers, you went back and looked at it. Kyle Rudolph was open on that play. What are you like? You're not Brett Favre in 1995, man. Why are you throwing that ball?
4: He threw to Stefan Diggs. There were four green jerseys surrounding Stefan Diggs when Kirk Cousins threw that ball. You got there's 11 players on defense. If four of them are covering one guy, hello, Kirk, somebody's open. Find the open guy and throw the damn ball to him. I mean, come on. I under, Look, we know this quarterback is not going to live up to the contract that he's
1: being paid. But, damn it, come on. Come on. By the way, three-fourths geek chimes in here on Twitter. I'm just going to say it. With the running game and the defense, uh, they adjusted really well. All Cousins has to be is an overpaid game manager. And he couldn't even do that today. Be an overpaid game manager. And you can't even do that today. Just don't throw a game-altering interception in the back of the end zone. Just don't throw an interception because if this pass is incomplete, I have no problem with the play call. None, mm-hmm. even though they were running the ball down the Packers' throat. Throw the ball away. Like if you can play, if you, if you can if you can draw the defense in and, and sneak one over the top to a tight end or to Stephon Diggs, awesome. If it's not there, understand what's happening in the game. Throw the ball into the seventh row to a Packers fan who's 50 pounds overweight from Alaska, I don't care where the ball goes, and hand it off to Dalvin Cook again. All right, back yeah. to the phone line. 651-646-8255. Linda in Wyoming, you're on with Phil Mackey and Manny Hill. Go ahead.
5: I certainly hope Rick Spielman is updating his resume tonight because uh, Kirk Cousins is another one of the lists of his quarterback busts. Uh, secondly, I think when the Vikings start the game and they're playing on grass, it's a, the grass is a big equalizer and they have to totally revise what they've done or would do on turf. They really, really are slowing until they make those revisions. Once they did, I'll, I'll give them credit. They played well, but we didn't get blown out like we have in the last games. Thirdly, your season isn't going to go well when you have to game plan around your quarterback's weaknesses and hiding them rather than game plan around the strengths of your quarterback. With that, that's the next guy guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Linda in Wyoming. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Let's keep going here. Ben in Florida. Ben, you're on Vikings, Matt Line.
3: Hey guys, um, I feel really bad. I feel really bad for Mike Zimmer. He coached his he coached his butt off in that game. And it's just it's just too bad because he coached perhaps one of his best games and Matt LaFleur coached perhaps one of his worst games. And the quarterback is forced to team to play with one arm behind his back. But, I mean, it is what it is. There's probably going to be more games like that and there should be. You know, Kirk Cousins, nothing really changed in terms of how the defense played. They played good most of the games this week, but it is what it is. Mike Zimmer is going to, Mike Zimmer is going to get fired probably at the end of the season and Kirk Cousins has himself to blame for it. But that's all I can
1: say. All right, Ben. Thank you for the call. We'll we'll take one more, and then we'll react to some Mm -hmm. of these. here. David in Minneapolis. You're on Ventline.
2: Hey, uh, good afternoon. Um, So watching that game, the the only thing I kept thinking about was, right, he's forcing it in when there's triple coverage. When it's single coverage and guys get separation, he either was under-throwing the ball or throwing it 10 feet over their head. Mm -hmm. And that play in the end zone, all he has to do is, just throw it high. He underthrows it. He's backpedaling, and he just kind of lightly tosses it up there, and he gets picked off. I mean, like you said, throw it at the back end of the end zone.
1: He has no ability to shake adversity. No. You know, if, if things start going in the wrong direction, or if you're on the road, or it's a big-time game, he gets overwhelmed by moments. He gets overwhelmed by situations, and yeah. he's unable to just take a step back, take a deep breath. Okay, yep, let's let's just let's absorb the blow here. And let's come back and have a better drive the next time. He gets consumed by it. And you can tell. Passes start sailing like David the caller just said. And and he was embarrassing today, Manny. Yeah. I mean, look at the two touchdowns the Vikings scored today. One was a
4: 75-yard touchdown run by Dalvin Cook, who was absolutely incredible today, by the way. Yes. And the other was Cousins hit Stephon Diggs on a deep touchdown for 45 yards. That ended up being the last score of the game for either team. And that, that play was, was a good throw from Cousins, but it was also an unbelievable catch by Stefan Diggs to have the, the, the body control and the wherewithal and the ability to track that ball down, even though he was being covered by two guys at that time too, because that's what Cousins was doing all day, throwing to guys who were double covered and triple covered. And Diggs made a great catch. Outside of that, this offense didn't do anything today aside from Dalvin Cook being just incredible. This quarterback, look, we we know that he's not going to be worth the 28 million dollars that he's making this year. But my god, can you make yourself worth 12?
1: <laughs> or seriously
4: or, or yeah, can you Can you you make yourself worth 12? That's not even half of what you're actually making. Yeah. And he wasn't that today. He was awful today. And there is no defending
1: it. I mean, the, none, the the things uh, throughout the course of the three hours that we watched this Vikings loss. I was so annoyed by the fumbles first. Yes. And I even like we're 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 ten, fifteen minutes. The fumbles we're ten fifteen minutes into this game <laughs> or into this into this Vikings vent line session here. And we haven't even gotten to the thing that annoyed us the most in the first half, which was back to back plays and he fumbles. You have permission to not fumble. You have permission to hang on to the ball. And I know that defenses are swarming, and the Packers' defense was definitely swarming. And by the way, Garrett Bradbury, my God, yeah, uh, the Vikings' run blocking is amazing right now. But Garrett Bradbury has his hands full in the first two games as a starting NFL center. Kenny Clark ate his lunch today, man. It was bad news, yeah. and so I get it. You're, you know, you're not sitting back there with clean pockets every time you drop back, but you're also not running for your life on every play. And other quarterbacks are able to absorb a hit or a collapsing pocket and not fumble. An average of ten plus times every season. No quarterback has more fumbles than Kirk Cousins since 2015. He has four to start the season. Only one was lost, so they're lucky that there hasn't been more damage on these fumbles. Let's go back to the Vikings vent lines here: six five one six four six eight two five five. Mike in Ohio, you're on with Phil Mackey and Manny Hill.
3: Hey guys, good afternoon. Greetings from Aspen, Ohio.
1: Thanks for calling.
3: Hey, uh, a couple things. Um, some positives. Mike Zimmer's ability to adjust after a rough start was top-notch. Shows why he's still one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. Um, Dalvin Cook and the Vikings' run game look really good, and of course, the positives. I I don't want to focus on Cousins, but the the penalties the the first two games are turned to really be an issue, and and just not Cousins, but the pass game in general, including the pass blocking and the schemes seem to be an issue and I, I guess my thing going forward with you guys is how can we ever expect to win a playoff game with Kirk Cousins as our quarterback and and the other thing maybe you guys want to talk about it's kind of off the Vikings a little bit is generally speaking in the NFL is the amount of penalty flags that are thrown it's, it's making the game kind of tough to watch Cody, uh, here is what you guys think. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thank you.
1: You know what, some some good points there, Manny, by Mike in Ohio, and mm-hmm. a, another one we haven't gotten to yet is where were you? You're going to be telling your kids and your grandkids someday <laughs> where you were during the offensive pass interference game, the OPI game. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna look back in your life and you're gonna think, man, those great sports moments. Where was I when the Twins won the World Series in 1991? When when the when Kevin Garnett went off against the Sacramento Kings? In game seven, when the Minnesota Wild came back down from three games to one in back to back playoff series yeah. and in the offensive pass interference game at Lambeau Field <laughs> on September fifteenth of
4: two thousand nineteen. It has to I, I don't I have no idea what the NFL record for offense for OPIs called in one game is, but that game today had to be pretty damn close. <laughs> it's that was incredible.
1: There were at least four. I tallied four. And there may yeah. have been more than four, but there were for sure four, three on the Vikings, a couple very questionable. And there, there was there was the
4: one that, I guess, was called on Dalvin Cook before the end of the first half. The Vikings looked like they had a touchdown to Diggs, and then Cook got called for the explanation that the official gave was really weird. He just said that an offensive review, player was blocking. Yeah, an offensive player was <laughs> blocking. It's like, well, yeah, I would hope several of them were, um, but yeah, that was a weird situation. Uh, Sam in D.C., you're on Ventline.
5: All right, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, it, it sucks because I think if you're looking at this game early in the season, you figure it's a loss. You figure we would split our matchups against Green Bay, win at home, lose on the road. And then this team gives you hope, and you think maybe they can come back. Now, like, that's maybe me being naive and throwing away years and years of watching Vikings games, but you still have hope. Um the frustrating part of this game for me is that Mike Zimmer is a better coach than Matt LaFleur, like objectively. The Vikings roster is better than the Packers top to bottom, mm-hmm. and they still lose. Now, for most teams, if you have a great defense, a great running game, and great receivers, like you find a way. Um, but with Kirk, it's just it's just going to hold you back. I think the blessing here is that the Vikings front office should, if they're smart, look at this game and realize what Kirk Cousins is. You know, he might throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns next week against Oakland, a bad team, but that can't color your perspective of him. You know, for him, when he's bad, he is atrocious. You know, Phil, you touched on the fumbles, which now is a week-to-week occurrence. He throws behind Thielen, even on good plays, where Thielen catches it and makes a miraculous play. So it's frustrating. You know, there's hope. And like most Vikings games, it ends in a letdown. So I shouldn't be surprised, and yet I'm not. So I apologize for being pessimistic, but thanks for taking my call.
1: Sam and D.C., do you see, Manny, do you see in your Vikings crystal ball a path to Kirk Cousins winning a playoff game with the Vikings? No. Because
4: it's, it's hard, right? It's no. hard. I mean, I, it, it, he hasn't done it yet. He's been in the league for, this is his eighth year in the league. He's 31 years old. He's had opportunities to, he's had opportunities, he's had an opportunity in the playoffs. He's had opportunities to get into the playoffs And he has not delivered. He's not delivered. He's been given opportunities year after year after year after year. He was given opportunities in this game today. The Packers scored a touchdown with 14 16 left in the second quarter to go up 21 to nothing. It was a bad start for the Vikings defense. The Packers did not score another point the rest of the game. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense had almost had forty-four seconds short of three full quarters to get back into this football game and win it. And the quarterback
1: did not get it done. I have an amazing stat for you. This is from Krauser on Twitter. This is amazing. And I don't know, this isn't like ESPN stats and info, but I'm but he did some research. I'm gonna go with this. He said the Vi- so the Vikings. I can confirm the first part of this. The Vikings averaged seven yards per play offensively today, which is a crazy good number. Mm-hmm. The best offenses in the NFL over the course of a season are going to be like if you're over five yards per play in the NFL, you're you're moving the ball. Yep. The Vikings were seven yards per play offensively today. Amazing. They they allowed four point nine yards per play offensively. That is utter domination. And here's the nugget. There have only been 13 games in the last 10 years in the NFL where the losing team had more than 7 yards per play and the winning team had fewer than 5 yards per play. Kirk Cousins, to read the rest of the tweet, has been the losing quarterback in three of those games since 2013. Three out of how many games? Kryptonite. Three out of how many? Ten. Get ten? I'm sorry, uh, 13, of, uh, 13 of those types of games in the last 10 years and Kirk Cousins has been the quarterback for 25% of them. Unbelievable. Let's go to Mike in Coon Rapids. Mike, you're on Vikings' vent line. Hey guys, how are you doing today? <laughs> uh we're uh, we're gonna be drinking White Claw this afternoon. At least I will be. <laughs> hey,
2: so uh, I got actually three things. I I just kind of curious. So at the beginning of the game, or we had a chance on that weird you know call to cook on the pass interference. I didn't think that the league could make a call from up above when the refs didn't call anything. I don't get that. So that's my first thing. Uh, secondly. Um, if Bailey makes the, if he makes the field goal and he makes, and, uh, you know, Diggs doesn't do the stupid, you know, helmet off for the 15 yards and the extra point, that's four points there. It would have been 21, 20. We would have kicked a field goal at the end. So there's a lot of weirdness today, but I'm just wondering on the calls up above, we're at, we were at my dad's house. We're like, how can they do that? I know that the yeah. coaches can challenge, but. How can they call from up above like
1: that? I'm just curious. Yeah. Know. So, all right, th- Mike, thanks for the question. So, th- we're all kind of new to this, pa- this, this world where you can review pass interference now. Mm-hmm. Well, inside, and it was inside two minutes, if I remember correctly. Talking about the, the one that Dalvin Cook got yep. called for? Okay. Yep. There was like a minute to go, I think, right? Yep. So, inside two minutes, and either way, on scoring plays. So, scoring plays and in inside two minutes. Mm hmm. That is no longer uh, in the hands of head coaches. The review is is in the hands of the officials and and um, and the officiating center. So, what I can surmise is that on a scoring play, much like in the NHL, on a scoring play that they, they'll review things like offsides, right? Yep. So now, I guess the whole play is open to review anything that's reviewable. Did the ball cross the goal line? Was it a catch? And now another element that's reviewable is was there pass interference? Yeah, I did think it was offensive pass interference on Dalvin Cook. It was I a little too. bit ticky tack, but it was it was clearly a pick play, and he had his hands up blocking, and that's illegal. Uh, but I think it's, it's past, just past you you can't block past one yard, I guess is, is
4: yes the, is the rule, right? And yep. he was like halfway into the end zone, he was blocking the guy.
1: Correct. Uh, Let's go back to the vent lines here. Let's see who's been on hold here. Anthony in New Jersey. Anthony, fire away. You're on with Manny and Phil Mackey.
3: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, So really disappointing and all that. Uh, I really don't want to get into, I don't know, uh, moaning and groaning too much. I still feel pretty positive about the year. Uh, But I do have a question for you guys. I was wondering if you could consider, uh, with really poor play last week and some really key penalties this week, should we maybe consider giving Brett Jones the start at center? Uh, I'll let you guys talk it out. Thank you so much. Skull, take care. Love
1: the show. All right, thanks, Anthony. Well, Bradbury's been a disaster in pass protection, but he yeah. is you drafted him to be your franchise center, and so I think you you just have to chalk these up to, hey man, welcome to the NFL and yeah. I, I keep running him out there and hope that he gets better. Yeah, you just
4: have to hope. I mean, it's not gonna get that much easier. You got you're gonna have to go up against the Hicks twice still. You're going to have to face Kenny Clark again. You're going to have to face Fletcher Cox in a few weeks. I mean, Garrett Bradbury's been thrown into the deep end of the pool right away. And But the thing of it is, is you drafted him 18th overall with the idea that he was going to be really good. And you just have to hope that he's going to get better and improve and you just got to hope that these are rookie growing pains that he's going through and that he's going to get better down the line. I mean, that's... I mean, I, I honestly don't... I mean, the caller asked about Brett Jones. I don't think Brett Jones would be much better, to be honest with you. I mean...
1: Yeah, Brett Jones was, like, widely available for any team to yeah. to sign. So, yeah, it's you would just be... I, I'd rather stick with the higher upside, which is sure. very clearly Garrett Bradbury. And, yep. you know, again, like, this dude... this is, These are his first two games in the NFL. Can't and, pull the plug on him yet. Yeah. Just can't. Uh, let's see here. John... John in Manhattan, you're on Vikings hey, vent line, no, man. Fire um, away. Had a hundred
2: bucks on the game, trying to get a down payment on a new TCL, so that's uh, <laughs> not going to happen for a while. Um, but uh, here's my thing: the quote earlier in the in the in the week when he was talking about if I got to throw it fifty times, you know, I'll I'll, I'll do it. And he 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 walks back the quote, but he obviously went into this week planning to be the hero you know he he didn't get it done last year they they lost the game mm. on daniel carlson's leg and so i think he's literally been waiting a full year to be the hero for the vikings against the packers and somebody needs to sit him down and say you know you're not a hero you're just not and you never will be um mm. and it's a bummer uh you know price tag or not but that's that's the reality of the situation i do not know I think there's blame on Cousins, but there's also blame on who's ever calling those plays to say, absolutely under no circumstances do you throw the ball when you've just run it down their throats to get first and goal. Uh, why not try at least two runs? You know, uh, there's, you're, you're doing everything and then you're like, you know what? Let's give it back to Cousins because that's been great all day. Um, so, you know, two years ago they started one and one and they had that horrible loss in Pittsburgh. So I don't think the season's over, but I certainly am with you guys that I have zero faith that Kirk Cousins will ever win a playoff game, let alone a playoff game with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah.
1: John I- John very uh, just a very well-put point. We have to squeeze in a break here real quick. Mm-hmm. This is Vikings Vet Line and we will do one more brief segment when we come back here. Uh, we have Minnesota United FC at the top of the hour, but we'll squeeze in as many calls as we can. And later on, on Score North and the Score North mobile app, and anywhere you find podcasts, I know that Judd and Matthew Collar are going to have what I'm guessing is a feisty episode of Purple Daily from Lambeau Field. It's Phil Mackey, it's Manny Hill, it's AJ Screening Your Calls, and this is Vikings Vent Line after a buzzkill 21-16 loss at Lambeau Field. Alex Boone. was a man, yes a big man, with an eye like an eagle and a small Was he. I'm hilarious. Pissed a lot of people off. Alex Boone. He was a man, yes a big man. He was brave, he was fearless, and as tough as a mighty oak tree. It's kind of nice to be able to talk. Ex-NFL All-Pro lineman Alex Boone. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 on Purple Daily. Alex Boone on Score North. All right, welcome back. Phil Mackey, Manny Hill. One more short segment of Vikings Vent Line before we get to Minnesota United FC. And, Manny, let's just jump right back into the phone lines yeah, here because people people deserve a chance to speak on what happened at Lambeau Field today. And I know that Otis in Las Vegas is making his first phone call to Vikings Vent Line of the year. Otis, the floor is yours, my friend.
6: Yeah, um, I'm not going to even get mad at Kirk Cousins at this point because. It's gotten to a point where I kind of expect that to go on with him, and when he threw that interception, I don't even think he knew what he was doing, so I'm not even going to waste my energy trying to figure it out. But um, I haven't watched every game this season, but is this the first time that an offensive uh, review, as far as the pass interference, has come around and actually reversed the call this season? And if so, I want to know why it always seems like the – First time something happens, it happens to the Vikings. I know <laughs> the first hail mary happened with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 2009 NFC Championship, we go into overtime and lose by a field goal. Never touch the ball. They change the rules the very next year.
1: Yeah, Otis, thank you for the phone call. Um, we did. Our, we already dove into that a little bit earlier, uh, but yeah, it's the that's that's the first time I think we've seen. With the open pass interference being yeah. uh, able to be challenged, where it was just like, it was just, oh, uh, we we're looking at something else on this scoring play, but it looks like somebody was blocking in a spot where they weren't supposed to. That's a- I just love the explanation. An offensive player was blocking. Well, <laughs> yeah. I know it's a shock. I know it's a shock. That the Vikings offensive <laughs> player was blocking, but uh, Nick in California, you're on vent line. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yes. Hi, guys. Uh, I called, or let me just start by saying that there's nothing I want more than to be wrong about Kirk Cousins. Uh, and he isn't the only reason that we lost today, to be fair.
1: I mean, yeah, but he's, he was terrible. Thanks for the call. It,
4: he was the biggest
1: reason they lost today. Correct. Like, I'm sorry. What, like, what's the second biggest reason that they lost today? Because, you know what? If you're going to say defense, I, guess. I don't think you can say defense anymore. No defense got off to a terrible start, but the defense over the course of the game was—if you would have said, "Hey, Packers are going to score 21 points and nothing in the second half," you're going to take that, or you want door number two? I'm taking that, Manny.
4: They were lights out for three quarters today. You fell down. They didn't get off to a good start. They didn't do the offense any favors by having them fall down 21 to nothing. But my God, man, like for three quarters, they gave you—they shut down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' offense and gave you a chance to win. The quarterback.
1: Kicked this game away. Period. Period. Yeah. Mike in Minneapolis. You're on with Phil hey, Mackey and Manny Hill. Yeah,
7: man. Thanks for taking my call. I'm going to preface by saying I missed the first 10 minutes. So,
1: so, hello? Yeah, I think yeah, you, you, you you got the gist of the first 10 minutes with Manny's last 30 seconds right there, actually.
7: Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say, because uh, we know we're pressed. Pressed for time. Um. And I could hear Jonathan, but um, oh, um,
1: actually, one, yeah, just fight, fight through it here. Fight through it, Mike. Okay. We got some production no. issues.
7: I will go back on what Otis said. There is a certain irony that you know NFC Championship game at the Superdome. They changed the overtime rules because of what happened to the Vikings, and then now the first team to be punished because of a rule change that happened at the NFC Championship game in the Superdome. And it's the Vikings that get punished because yeah. of it. I can't believe that. Yeah. Um, but I just look at the schedule right now. It's a tough loss. I don't know where the nine, nine wins come from that they're going to need at least 10 wins. And so you got another game against the Packers, two games against the bears, Seahawks, Eagles, you got uh, the Broncos defense. you got to play the lions front four twice. You got uh, the chiefs. You got the chargers. Where do we find nine wins? And I'm you know, write this down, but, you know, the the game at the Giants is sandwiched between the Bears and the Eagles. That has trap game written all over it, too.
1: So, By the way, uh, breaking news for Mike in Minneapolis and all of you uh, Drew Brees is injured, and Teddy Bridgewater has taken over in the Saints game. Wow. Mm. Okay. Great. That'll be something to watch. keep an eye on. Yep. So, Mike, thank you for the call. Uh, this has been our abbreviated version of Vikings Vent line, and we got a bounce, but plenty more. Tonight, you're going to be able to find Purple Daily on demand. Vikings Ventline again tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. And you can find all of our Vikings and Score North podcasts anywhere you find podcasts on Apple or Spotify. Purple Daily, Vikings Ventline. Sage Rosenfels on Mondays and Wednesdays on Purple Daily. Alex Boone on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Live on Score North when we come back. Minnesota United FC. Thanks for listening to Vikings Ventline. Phil Mackey, Manny Hill.